Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello. Greetings. We've got a thing going on here today. We've got a question and answer session, which I have got some questions to answer, which is good, which is a good start for uh, for, for what we're planning to do here. Um, got a couple of questions about uh, one about breast implants and um, something about uh, life liposuction uh, contour contour irregularities after liposuction if you have any questions feel free to please post them as we go and um, I will be very oh dear, I'll be very happy to rev, uh, review them if I can and uh, ask them if I can so um, the, we've had a, we've got a couple of I mean pretty pretty much on an ongoing basis we have patients who uh, come to the clinic who worry about uh, choosing implants. It's a very common um, concern, and uh, we've got a patient at the moment who's in that uh, difficult position. Uh, I think one of the problems is these days we're encouraged to engage with patients a lot more and, and, and have them involved in the decision-making process. I think in the old days we used to just say, oh, you want breast implants and, you know, the doctor would make a decision as to what implant they'd use and, you know, size and all that because you see people have had implants in years ago and they've got no idea what, what it is, shape, size, profile, all that sort of thing. But these days we're encouraged to empower patients a lot more and give them a lot more um, um, information, but it can make it difficult because um, you get into situations like this because we've got a patient who is wondering between a couple of implant a couple of implants and high profiles low uh, medium profiles etc so what i want to say is that the so how do you choose the right implant for you well the um there's no ideal way and you'll find lots of doctors do it in different ways if there was an ideal way we'd all do it that way because we all want to do it the best way and there's no ideal way number one the way that we do it at the clinic is we, the most important thing I would suggest is the width of the implant in relation to your breast. And the width of your breast and your, your chest wall is, is a set thing. So that can't be changed. So that's a given. So there is a certain group of implants that will fit your frame. Um, then we need to look at the shape and the profile of the implant, teardrop or, or uh, round, low, medium, high, extra high profile. Um, one of the things we talk about this patient in question is between a moderate and a high profile. And it's very common for people to sort of um, to, to, to sway between those two. And the way that we I try and give an idea about that is by showing photographs before and after photographs of people without anything on. You really need to see a photo without people, people without clothes on um, with the, 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 all the different profiles to try and get an idea of what profile might be right. And then um, it's not it's. As I say, there's no ideal way because 
uh, I try and limit the amount of photos I show because if you look at too many photos, and goodness knows out on the internet there, there's a photos, um, there's certainly enough photos out there, you can get a little bit punch drunk with it. But broadly speaking, the higher the profile, the fuller it, it, it is. But you've got to take into account the shape of your breast before you start because sometimes people are a bit empty in the upper part of the breast, so they need a bit of volume there. Um, uh, sometimes if there's nothing there, then a fuller implant will look more rounded and uh, less natural. So you've got to take into account the breast shape. But broadly speaking, the higher the profile, the, the fuller it is. Once you've chosen a profile and then you've got the width of the breast, then that narrows you down to quite an, a, 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 a small number of implants that will fit your frame. So then it really it's, it's actually quite easy then um, we also then do a size. We have a sizing kit. And the problem is everybody focuses on the sizing kit and the sizes and ums and ahs about which size is right. Um, should I have this one? Should I have that one? And um, the size doesn't really matter that much. What's really important is the shape and the width. And once you have got a certain shape and a certain you've, you've, your width is given, there's only a couple of implants that will fit your frame. In this particular case, we've got someone... Uh, they're thinking of having, we were looking at a moderate profile 390 or a high profile 420. Um, they're both a similar, if not the same width. And uh, the high profile 420 is fuller because it's a high profile. So for the same width, it's a bigger implant, so it's fuller. Um, now, we've come to the decision that they actually want high profile. And that's a big decision. So once I prefers a fuller look of a high profile, brilliant, fantastic. In that case, I would say it's a high profile 420, which is the way to go. Um, the um, But now she's thinking, well, maybe that's a bit big. Maybe I should go for the one down. So the high profile 390. I'm like, fine. That's absolutely fine to have the high profile 390. It's a little bit narrower and a little bit less projection. If that makes you feel better, then that's fine. But the point I try and make is it's not that much different to the high profile 420. And in fact, in this case, the high profile 420 is a better width. And it actually fits the frame a little bit better. And I would actually go with the high profile 420 because the width is a bit better. And the difference in projection is marginal between a high profile 420 and a high profile 390. It's only, is it, I can't remember now, was it one millimeter? Or I think it was actually the same. It's hardly anything. It's either one millimeter or it's the same projection. But basically, it's no, there's no difference between a high profile 390 and a high profile 420 in projection. If you're not a piece with the 420 and you want to go down to the 390, I've said, look, you should go to a moderate profile because, again, that's the same width as the high profile 420, but quite a bit less in projection. So there's quite a big difference between a high profile 390 and a moderate profile 390. That's why the size isn't as important as you might think. Have I made that clear? So 390 cc's you'd think a 390 cc implant is the same with whatever but it's not there's lots of different 390 cc implants and a high profile 390 cc implant and a moderate profile implant the moderate profile 390 cc implant will be wider and so the the the, the volume because it's, they're both the same volume 390 will be spread over a wider area so it won't stick out as much the high profile will be narrower and it'll stick out more in this patient's case the width of the 390 Moderate profile fits better, slightly flatter. If she wants a high profile, then 420 will be one to go for. Oh, I don't know how I made that clear. I've got it clear up here, but I don't know if I've... You know what? I need to do an infographic or something, don't I? Maybe an infographic will help that. Yeah, maybe I need to do that. So I'm not sure if that's... Anyway, so width of the chest is set. You can't change that. That's what it is. 
it's the shape and the profile of implants. So basically, I think what I'm saying is once you've chosen a shape and profile of implant, you're there. It's a shape. It's all in the shape and the profile. That's the important thing. Um, and we just got to hope it matches the sizes that you'd like. Um, and that's what the sizing kit is there for, really, to just hope that it matches this. this you know, to hope you've got a realistic expectation of what you want. Because I always say, what cup size do you want to be in? And then they say, you can't guarantee it because cup size is not a precise science. So the sizing kit is just to give you a better idea of the sort of cup. Um, so, yeah, so basically it's all about shape and profile. Maybe I should just say it like that. It's all about shape and profile. Choose a shape, you've got your implant. The sizing kit's not that important. But um, everyone worries, I, mean, I, say, I say it every time, but everyone worries about the size, no matter what you say. I mean, I understand that, because when you get on the forums, everyone talks about size. Um, but, um, so that's that, yeah, so that's, um, I hope I'm, I'll have to look back and see if I said that clearly. I hope that's clear. Um, excuse me, excuse I. Um, let's get my pillow sorted out. Then we've got a patient who's got, who's had a gynecomastia correction, not by me, but it could have been by me, but someone else had a, uh, I think someone else, and they're not happy with the result, and they have got some indentations. They've shown me some photographs, which is fantastic. Thank you for that. If you ever got any questions or anything, it's always great to send emails, some photographs, because I can give you a much better um, opinion on that. And they're not happy, and they're wondering, um, they were saying things like, uh, it's, it's, it's worse when they move and they exercise and they uh, worry about these indentations. And basically what they've got is some indentations underneath the, uh, uh, beneath the nipple. Um, and basically when you do um, kind of commastial correction or, or um, well, pretty much any, any surgery in, in, in general, particularly uh, when you're getting the liposuction and things, you, you've got a risk of overdoing or underdoing it. And you always try and make it perfect. There's always a risk that it's not perfect. If you overdo it, you get these dents, you get these indentations. If you underdo it, you still get fullness. And it's actually quite difficult to treat these dents and indentations. Now, if someone's quite early post-op, I will always say let it settle. It's due to um, maybe taking away a little bit too much scar uh, fatty tissue or glandular tissue and the scarring, the scarring pulling it in. So it's often a bit dented and get some issues early on they usually soften and settle and improve and i think i think that from memory this is a couple of years post-op i can't remember but i think it's quite a while post-op so i'd say wait at least a year post-op number one so if you've got some dents and what have you after surgery if it's immediately after surgery don't worry about it let it settle um if you let wait for at least a year and massage and, and what have you then um it might not quite settle quite so much so now we're as i say if we're a couple of years in you think maybe it won't settle um what can you do about it and the answer is it's really hard to know what to do about it. I mean, the problem is the fat has gone. There's scarring there. The scarring has pulled the tissues in. As I say, once the scarring has softened and settled, um, it may not get any more soft and it may not pull out anymore. So what are we going to do about it? And it's tricky. Um, if there is a dent with a sort of fullness next to it, you could consider some liposuction to take away some of the fullness. You've got to be careful because often the problem is like, over over liposuction in the first place so probably the best thing for sort of dents and uh, indentations is fat grafting fat grafting to put fat into those dents and to put some tissue back to sort of puff it up now on paper fat grafting sounds really good for these problems in my experience um it's not as good as you think it's going to be in your head or in my in my head <laughs> you think oh this is going to be great so dented scar inject some fat into it and the reason for that is the fat um the fat 
doesn't go, it goes to the path of least resistance. So if you can imagine you've got a big tight scar and sort of normal tissue on either side, you start injecting the fat. The fat doesn't go into the scar, it goes into the normal tissue on either side. And as you inject more and more, the normal tissue on either side gets puffier and puffier and the dent stays where it is. And so the valley gets deeper, so it gets worse. So you can actually accentuate the defect when you're doing fat grafting. Now, the idea is that what you do is you inject the fat into the scar. So you have to make fenestrations in the scar and inject the fat into the scar. But it's difficult and it's easy, easier said than done. So on paper, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to release the scar, um, put, put, put the fat actually into the scar. It's not enough just to release the scar. You might say, well, why don't you just release the scar? If you release the scar, let it, let it sort of come up again, that space will fill with scar tissue. So it's not enough just to release the scar um, because it will fill with scar tissue. You have to fill it with something. And you can't release the star, scar completely. Trust me, I know this. I've done it myself. When you release the scar completely and then fill that space with scar um, with fat, the fat just dies because you're, fill, you're just filling a space with fat. So you can't just make a big space and inject fat into it and hope that fat survives. It won't survive. The fat has to be cooked surrounded by healthy uh, tissue and so it's difficult. It's difficult to do. It looks good on paper. This chap has sent me some photos. He's quite mild, his problems. And so I said, look, you're probably best leaving it. The other problem is that these, these issues are often worse when they move because the problem is that the scar tissue, the skin is tethered, oh, the skin is tethered down to the muscle. So as you exercise the pec, pec muscle, these dentent, indentations and, uh, and ridges uh, are accentuated are worse and at rest they look fine now you've got to imagine what you're like on the operating table when you're operating table, you're lying flat with your arms out like this and it always looks fine uh, you won't see any of these dents and these indentations so you're injecting fat obviously we mark you pre-op and we see where your indentations are but when we're doing the injecting the fat on the operating table we've got to be very careful so we don't put too much fat in if we put too much fat in and over accentuate the defect when you stand up again you'll have a bulge because when you're lying flat there's nothing so it's always difficult when you have got a problem that is not obvious sort of when you're lying down on the operating table. Obviously, we we are used to this, so we put markings when you're sitting up in the, on the ward. But it is a difficult problem to correct, and it's not as easy as you might think. It's not just a question of injecting the fat in there because it can go on either side. I mean, it's probably the best way to treat it, I would say, but, I would, but I'd also say be careful with it. And uh, for this case, because it's mild, I'd say, look... Not sure if it's worth it because it can cause other problems. As I say, you can accentuate the defect. The fat can die and can get infected and all sorts of problems. If the fat doesn't take properly, uh, you can get issues with that. So I hope that's been helpful. Have we had any questions? I don't think we've had any questions. Bit of a downer. Oh, I don't think we've had any questions anyway. Well, there's a downer. Anyway, I'll try and, you know, rise above it. Um, so I'm going to check myself out and I am going to be here next week. Same time, same place. Well, maybe not the same place, but same time. And so if you've got any questions, if you have asked questions and I haven't seen them, because goodness knows that's happened before, I will answer them uh, on the on the post. But if not, then uh, if you've got any questions, by all means, ask me and I will uh, answer them next week. So good to see you all tonight and I will see you next week. Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.